And talking of it in this, this broad way helped me to understand that after all, when I had studied piano, I had not just gone stumbling through a, uh, a, a book of piano lessons on my own. I'd had a teacher who had shown me how to hold my fingers and corrected me when I held them wrong, showed me how to, how to move them in such a way as to move fluently. I'd had a singing teacher who had taught me how to use my voice in ways that I had never been able to use it before. Even though I had an ability to sing, I hadn't been able to bring that ability out so that I could manifest it freely and easily. And I thought, well, if in these things it's so clear that a teacher is needed, how obvious it is that we need some kind of guidance and some kind of instruction. But just before, and what had begin, begun to open me in this way, just before I bought the Bhagavad Gita, I had seen another book in that same store, Doubleday Duran, it was called, on Fifth Avenue in New York. And this book was Autobiography of a Yogi. It was interesting because I had looked through a whole shelf. I had just gotten interested in yoga. I didn't know anything about it, but I'd just gotten interested in it because of a, a book called The Short World Bible, which contained brief excerpts from the different religions. And these excerpts from the Indian were so in tune with my own way of thinking that it was just like a kind of recognition, a feeling of, of course. And you know, nobody can really teach you anything. We have to recognize reality. It has to be there. We can't be, we can't have it implanted in us. All truth, all spiritual experience, all divine awakening takes place by what Patanjali, the great exponent of yoga, called smriti or memory. We remember who we were. You uh, go into meditation and you see this light. You go into meditation, you feel the divine love and you don't immediately reach out for pencil and paper and say, this i got to remember. You say, but of course, I know, it's mine, it is. How can I have been so blind? This remembering is the whole process of the spiritual path. In a way, you might say that the difference between yoga or spiritual experience on the one hand and formal education on the other is that in formal education you try to learn, in yoga you try to unlearn unlearn all these false ideas that I'm a man or a woman or an American or a Frenchman or an Indian or I'm rich or I'm poor or I'm an artist or a businessman. All these self-definitions that close us gradually in as John was talking about with these bars of I am this and I own that. Breaking open those bars by getting rid of them, we suddenly find that we are everything. We're the whole universe. All manifestations are merely manifestations of that central reality that is our true self. And so this was the teaching that I found that made me so attracted. And I, I went to this store, and I went to the section on I Indian religion and Eastern religion, and I saw different books on the Upanishads and so on. And then I saw this book, Autobiography of a Yogi, and I was so attracted by that book. It had a picture on the cover of a man that I'd never heard of before, Paramhansa Yogananda or something or other, I couldn't quite make it out, but uh, it was a divine face. It was so magnetic, so loving, so humble, so simple. And I, I, I just picked this book up and wanted to read about it, and I thought, wow, he lives in California. This was exciting. And then I opened it up to the dedication page, and it said, dedicated to Luther Burbank, an American saint. 
And I thought, this is ridiculous. There cannot be an American saint. <clears throat> I'd grown up in SO and big business, and all I knew was basically good people, but saints they were not. Um, it was not a patent place kind of situation. The men were loyal to their wives, and the wives loyal to their husbands, and I never saw any arguments. But they were so absolutely mediocre in their uh, attachment to just having nice homes and nice families and nice this and nice that to the point where they had even lost touch with simple adjectives like wonderful and beautiful. Everything had to be nice. And uh, I, I thought, saints, no, this is absurd. I was all set to leave America. It had, it, I, in one of these sections in the short scripture that I'd read, it said that if you want to find me, go to a solitary place and meditate on me. And I thought, that's what I'll do. I'll get a, <clears throat> a job on a ship where I can save a lot of money and won't have a chance to spend it.